Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you today. I am super excited about today's show. Today's episode is going to be epic for so, so many reasons. Let me start with a quick story, if you will. It was uh, 2002. I'd already left a successful career in the financial world to go after my passion of positively impacting more lives through the martial arts. My wife and I had opened our school in 1999, and it was slowly, slowly becoming more successful, with a major emphasis on slowly. I was leaving Logan Airport in Boston for a martial arts business conference in Vegas when I noticed a book at the bookstore before I hopped onto my plane. I'd heard some good things about the EMF Revisited, and I figured it would be a decent read during the five-hour flight over to Sin City. Got to tell you, from page one, I was immediately captivated, and I totally got sucked in. So much so that I finished the book before we touched down in Vegas. The first thing I did before getting my baggage was to find a payphone. Does anybody remember what a payphone is? And, and I called the contact number that I found in the back of the book, and I told them, I want to enroll in whatever you got. Let's just get this going. Now, it took me about four years to graduate from the EMIT program, and what I learned has changed everything about the way that I view and I conduct my businesses. I can easily say that the decision to implement what I was taught has been responsible for so much of my success. Using the EMIT system strategies, I was able to franchise prototype my martial arts academy, eventually package it and sell it, and it allowed me to build the next few businesses quickly and easily as well. Powerful Words Character Development, AllStarCheerSites.com, DanceSitesDoneRight.com, they were all created as franchise prototypes, and this made a remarkable difference to the owners, being myself and my partners, our staff, and obviously our clients as well. It's truly been a win-win-win situation. Today, we're going to get to meet the man who made all that possible. How's that for a pre-frame? Now, as I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners to become more successful, enjoy their jobs more, and in general, make life significantly more fun. All right, boys and girls, it's that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, get rid of Twitter, put down your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your child, or anything else that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second. So, let me tell you a little bit about Michael E. Gerber. It's not often that one gets to introduce a true legend, a world-renowned thought leader, an entrepreneur, an author. But that's my privileges right now. In fact, our guest is even more than that. He's touched the lives of more business owners, managers, and entrepreneurs over the past 40 years throughout the world than any other individual has. His Emith books have been named by the Wall Street Journal as the single most influential business book of all time. His companies have coached, mentored, trained, and facilitated more than 70,000 business clients in 145 countries. His books are among the top-selling books of all time on the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Business Week, Inc. Magazine, and so, so many more. It was Inc. Magazine, in fact, that first called Mike Lee Gerber the world's number one small business guru. And it is his many evangelists and true believers throughout the world who simply call him the man, 
and I'm one of them actually, uh, may I introduce you to the man, the true Emith master himself, the inventor of the iconic phrase, go to work on your business, not in your business. I'd like to welcome a warm, 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 real deal welcome to Michael Gerber. Michael, thank you for, for, for being here. Well, Jason, I'm delighted, and I want to congratulate you for spending four years in Emith Mastery. Um, very, very, very few people who start the process actually complete the process as you have and as you've experienced, and it's an amazing, amazing accomplishment. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you very much. It, uh, it, as I said earlier, it was, it was life-changing. Uh, everything I, I do today, um, I really do view through the lens um, of the EMIT mindset. So it, it really has um, helped everything. So I, I love that. You know, before we get started, you know, for the listeners out there who haven't had the sincere pleasure to meet you or hear you speak um, or read your books, if there is anybody out there who actually hasn't read your book, um, take a moment, if you would, how would you explain who is Michael Gerber? Well, that, that's a great question. Michael Gerber is a creator, an inventor, uh, an innovator, an entrepreneur, um, a um, perennial student of what I don't know, attempting to solve problems that I don't know how to solve, attempting to create something meaningful in the world. So perhaps... Um, if I could lead such a charmed life, I'd leave a legacy behind me um, in the lives, in the work, in the outcomes that somebody like you, Jason, has produced and continues to produce. So I'm the guy who has literally followed my muse, um, knowing that the creator within is the most significant force for transformation of anything other than the creator without. And so if we're born in the image of God and believe we are, we're born to create. And that's what I've done. That's who I am. That's what I do. Spectacular. Here's a question that I've, I've always wanted to ask because, you know, the book was, even for Revisited, was, was so transformative in, in my life. So what made you write the Emeth books? Well, the Emeth the books were the product of the work I'd done um, starting in 1977. I started out with my partner to create a company called the Michael Thomas Corporation, which we called a business development firm. And that was a product of the work I'd done in the previous couple of years, working with small business owners um, just independently, uh, trying to figure out what the problem was. And, of course, there was a big, big, big problem. And so in the process of discovering what the problem was with this guy and that guy and that woman and this woman, whatever the business might be, um, many of them high-tech, many of them equally low-tech, and many of them no-tech, I discovered the importance of business systems. And, and I like to use the term, just as, as was taught to me, setting your business up like a franchise. So count what in in your experience why is it so important to set up a business like a franchise well it, it's it's so obvious the minute you look at it um that you look at a, a, a company like McDonald's and you know that McDonald's was started by a couple of brothers 
um, who built the very first McDonald's. And you know that Ray Kroc walked into McDonald's and to sell him a multi-mixer malted milk machine and then came to experience McDonald's from an outsider's perspective and said to himself, I gotta, I've got to do this. And he acquired the franchise rights to McDonald's, went back to Des Plaines, Illinois, to start his first store. And he started his first store with the absolute intent of growing it. Growing it where? Growing it worldwide. He never imagined, however, at that very beginning, that to um, say worldwide then was significantly different than what it actually became. The tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of McDonald's store, literally worldwide, and the brand. But when you see that, you understand that at the very same time that Ray Kroc started his hamburger stand called McDonald's, many, many, many other guys started a hamburger stand, too. The only difference is they were making hamburgers, and Ray Kroc never did. It did. So Ray Kroc never intended to make hamburgers himself. He never got caught up in doing it, doing it, doing it, busy, 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 busy. He got caught up in inventing the system that would produce the outcome that didn't depend upon him. The difference between the two is legendary. The other guy is still making hamburgers. Great Kroc never did. And I'm saying that every independent business owner can do identically the same thing. Once they understand it, they've got to be inspired to do it. They've got to understand the logic of it. They've got to be trained, coached, mentored through the process, the evolution of it. But the minute they do, it becomes obvious. Now, it doesn't become obvious to everybody because they're so hopelessly caught up in what I call doing it, doing it, doing it, doing the work, producing, 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 that they never can get free enough to transcend their company. They simply become their company. So what you've learned is the genius of not becoming your company, but inventing a company that effectively can scale. And by scale, I mean grow. Because you have a system. And that system enables you to replicate your performance in the hands of ordinary people. And once you see that, you see it's the secret to growth. And once you understand the secret to growth, then you understand the difference between a practice, doing it, doing it, doing it, a business, which is an aggregate of practices that do it, do it, do it, and ultimately an enterprise, which is an aggregate of businesses, which are an aggregate of the practices within them. And the minute you see that whole thundering reality, you immediately understand business completely. Huh. Wow. You know, it, it's I find it so interesting that you know, for everybody who says, "Oh, well, you know, I read the E Myth," and he talks about Ray Kroc and and, and McDonald's, and 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 I'm an artist. I'm not. A, I'm not a McDonald's. Um, I, I want to remain. I want to have high quality. Um, you know, for us, 
you know, what I learned even at my martial arts school was by providing a full system for exactly how I want it done here and exactly what what qualifies as having it done here as an A+, plus, um, it actually allowed more opportunity for my staff to get even better than I was at most things. So, And that's the extraordinary thing about it. Well, and it is because it – no, 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 I, 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 I apologize. The, for, for us, it, it was always a challenge to, well, I didn't want to get off the floor because nobody can do it as great as me. If you, if, if, and I'm sure you've experienced and you've heard this probably eight trillion times, is there at least? Is, that's neat. What? How do you answer the? How do you answer the the age old statement that well nobody can do it as well as me, so I have to do it? Well, the the answer is obvious. What a pity! What a pity that in fact what you did is you stayed at the practitioner's level. You know, we have a model. My my lovely, extraordinary wife um, has launched a new practice, which is going to become a new business, which is going to grow into a new enterprise. And the name of the company is Body Systems Design. And the primary deliverable of Body Systems Design is called the Dreaming Room for Well-Being. And the Dreaming Room for Well-Being leads one to what I call the hierarchy of well-being. And the hierarchy of well-being is so obvious the minute you begin to look at it. It is a hierarchy. And the first step, the first level of that hierarchy is being a well-being practitioner. The first level of the hierarchy of martial arts is being a martial arts practitioner. But understand, everything stops there if you end it there. Because that's only the beginning of the hierarchy, the beginning of the ascension from being the practitioner to being a teacher. And when somebody stops from evolving through this process, through this hierarchy, what essentially they're doing is um, limiting what they were born here to do. We were born here to grow. So in the hierarchy of well-being, we have the practitioner of well-being. We have the facilitator of well-being. We have the leader of well-being. And we have the master of well-being. It's an evolution. Well, as truly as emith is an evolution, the technician, the manager, the entrepreneur, the apprentice, the craftsman, the master. But understand the apprentice as a technician, the craftsman as a technician, the master as a technician. You can see yourself going through the colors of belts. But that doesn't end it. That only begins the next step in the hierarchy. That's the going through the color of the belts of apprenticeship, craftsmanship, mastery of the next layer called management, which only leads me to the next hierarchy of belts, which is entrepreneurship, which is the leader. So you can begin to see that everything is an evolution, and that's all that Emeth is built upon, the evolution of it, seeing it all at once in this very moment, 
seeing the hierarchy of well-being. You never cease being a practitioner of well-being. But if, in fact, you do cease at being a practitioner of well-being, if you do cease growing beyond the practice, then you're never truly rewarding not only yourself, but accommodating your purpose here on earth to add value to everyone else. So to the degree you become a master technician, you're absolutely accountable for becoming a master facilitator. To the degree you become a master facilitator, you're absolutely responsible for becoming a master leader and then a master. And then it goes on and it goes on and it goes. So that's what you learned. That's what you do. That's what's so exciting about it. It really is exciting. It, it you know, and lately I've, I've worked with a ton of uh, all-star cheerleading gyms. I work with a lot of dance studios um, because obviously the business models are very similar um, or should be um, to what was done in the martial arts. I'm very comfortable with that model. Um, and it's it's so interesting because one of the one of the phrases I've used in speaking at a lot of these conferences is it really is your responsibility to continue your growth and it's your responsibility to build something that continues to serve. So the fact that you just echoed that um, totally warms my heart and lets me know that I'm on the right path. So that's uh, well, you that's are. spectacular. Super. Tell tell me this. Um, I, I think I'm pretty familiar with it, but. I know that this is going to be something that's going to be important for every entrepreneur who's, who's listening to this podcast. What would you say, uh, again, from your experience, because I, I don't know of anybody else who has the actual hands-on experience of working with as many entrepreneurs as you do, is what would you say the sole purpose of a business is and should be? The sole purpose of a business is to actually manifest your purpose in your life. So the sole purpose of a business is to manifest your purpose in your life, in the lives of other people. The business is simply a means through which you touch people in the way that you were called to touch people based upon what we all think of as our destiny. Each of us have a destiny. To be able to actually manifest our destiny by being given an instrument through which to do that is an extraordinary thing. And I'm suggesting the business, the organization, um, the um, organism called a commercial enterprise is the most significant construct of our imagination to enable us to do that. Because businesses, people, are touched more by business than anything else. Every single one of us are touched in our real lives, our economic lives, by businesses. And those businesses can either satisfy our lives pragmatically, meaning deliver products and services that we perceive we need or want or desire or hunger for or whatever, or it can go beyond that. In short, our business, this is what you have created, can become a school. So I say on my website, 
michaelegerbercompanies.com, every small business a school. Every small business is a school. And if every small business is a school, then the question becomes, so what are you teaching in your school? And to whom are you teaching it? And why is that important? So to me, there's no more profoundly effective means through which to touch people emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, economically than through a company. And I'm suggesting, if that's true, and I believe it with every fiber of my being, then every single one of us have the opportunity to do that. Because I believe that every single one of us are born with a creator within, with an entrepreneur within, with an innovator within. Every child loves to play. Every child loves to create. Every child loves to fly in the face of all of the constraints that life um, provides to keep them where they are. They want to bound out of that. They want to grow out of that. And I'm saying that that urge, that extraordinary, um, playful, exciting urge to create a new world, which is what every child wishes to do, to create a new world, I'm saying that is the energy, the imagination that, in fact, we can develop every single one of us to literally go to work on the world, not just in it. We have to be in it in order to go to work on it. We're not gods. We're men. We're human beings. To go to work on the world, to transform the world into something that only our imaginations at the outset can see. That's what created America. And when you think about that, that's not a political statement. That's not a conservative statement. That's not a liberal statement. That's not a political statement at all. It's a reality. That's exactly the energy and the imagination that created America. And I'm saying that every single one of us possess that, but we're losing it. We're losing it. We're losing it. We either have to decide to be a creator or a consumer. And unfortunately, the vast majority of us have become consumers of that which other people create. And I'm suggesting until we truly begin to experience the creator within that we're not here to consume, we're here to create. And suddenly something remarkable will happen here again. And that's what I call entrepreneurship. In this age of the new entrepreneur, in this age of innovation, um, that's what I am inspirited to pursue in what we call the dreaming room, which to me is the new e-myth. It means you don't have to do this for four years. Oh wow! You're saying I, I, I could have shortcutted it. That's that's awesome. Um, well, that's what I'm doing. What, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Tell me. Well, that, that was my next question. What is going on at EMIT? Um, and and this is this is important because of of everybody that I work with. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a firm believer in in reading and education and continually feeding our brains with with the kind of nutrition that actually helps our business grow. So what's yeah. going on at EMIT right now? I mean, tell me about this dreaming room. What can people 
Where can people learn about it? What is it? What's going on? Well, there, there are really two parts to that question, what's going on at E-Myth. And by that, I'm going to respond to what's going on at E-Myth Worldwide, um, which is the company I founded in 1977 as the Michael Thomas Corporation, which then became Gerber Business Development Corporation, which then, with the publication of the E-Myth, became um, the E-Myth Academy, which then became E-Myth Worldwide. E-Myth Worldwide is a company that I now own a very large percentage of, but which I've lost control of. So I've lost control of the company that I spent years upon years upon years growing and developing the systems that, Jason, you went through. You know Emith Mastery. You know the profound impact it had on you. Over 70,000 clients have been through that process. But I lost control of the company. Um, my ex-wife um, took control of it in an extraordinary way, which is too painful to even talk about now. But effectively, and it's now in the hands of people I have no relationship with, um, completely changing the nature of EMIS and taking advantage of what we built um, to the point where it's something I can't even speak about. In the process of that happening, and that's a book in itself, um, I then went to create something new. And you can read about that in my book, Awakening the Entrepreneur Within. I don't know if you've read that book. I have. Awakening the Entrepreneur Within. Yes. How ordinary people can create extraordinary companies without any experience to guide them. And at the heart of Awakening the Entrepreneur Within is the Dreaming Room. And so the Dreaming Room is an entrepreneurial incubator. And it's what was missing in the picture of E-Myth that I finally decided I had to create. It's an incubator to awaken the entrepreneur within earnestly because what I'd learned over the years working with clients such as you and thousands upon thousands of others is that, in fact, despite the name E-Myth, entrepreneurial myth, despite the fact that E-Myth was there and designed to truly inspire people to become more entrepreneurial rather than um, simply um, um, better technicians um, making more money and operating more effectively, um, I never really felt, even at that very end, when I lost control of the company, that I had actually done that. So the question became, so how to do that? And I began to lead what I called the dreaming room, in a two-and-a-half-day intensive of just me and the crowd. And I led 59 of those dreaming rooms from 2005 to 2010. During that time, I wrote the book, Awakening the Entrepreneur Within. And during that time, I built the system. And the system was the system through which I wouldn't lead dreaming rooms. You've heard this before. But that dreaming room facilitators would. And I could hand off the dreaming room, not a two-and-a-half-day intensive. It had to be a different form than that. 
an intensive that took place and takes place today over 12 weeks. One intense three-hour session a week for 12 consecutive weeks. And the outcome of the dreaming room, which I call a blank piece of paper in beginner's mind, you don't come in here to fix a broken business. You come in here to discover what, in fact, it means to be an entrepreneur, how an entrepreneur thinks and acts and feels, was to discover the four characteristics of entrepreneurship in every human being. And I call those the dreamer, the thinker, the storyteller, and the leader. The dreamer has a dream, the thinker has a vision, the storyteller has a purpose, and the leader has a mission. Now we have master licensees, dreaming room licensees in Australia, New Zealand, Japan, Canada, the UK. We're growing this, growing this, perfecting this, perfecting this. It's going to be everywhere in the world. There will be millions of people going through a dreaming room, only to be then led to the very next step, which I call design, build, launch, and grow. And so there's a system, there's a method, there's a practice, there's a mindset in order to truly invent a company that works better than anything I've ever done before. That's what the dream room, design, build, launch, and grow is. And the beauty of it is it's absolutely practical and it's absolutely hierarchical and it's absolutely logical and it absolutely makes sense to any human being who ever wanted to start anything other than simply go to work for somebody else. From the very beginning, without capital, with just your imagination and the process we provide, Simple, 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 and exquisite. So that's the new e-myth, and that's what I'm working on now at my um, delightful age of 77. And with God's um, willingness and support, that's what I will create worldwide over the next five years. Oh, I'm excited for that. I'm really excited that that, that I, I need I need to be in this dreaming room. <laughs> um, Gosh, that sounds fantastic. How can um all you how, have to do can, all you have to do, Jason, is contact me, Michael at MichaelEGerber.com. Email me directly and I'll make sure that you know more about it because you absolutely, having done all this e myth work that you've done, you're perfectly primed now to leave it behind you and to start something new and exhilarating. And you'll see it, you'll get it, and you're gonna absolutely love it. Oh, I, I, I have no doubt. I have absolutely no doubt. I have, I have one final question. Uh, I, I know how crazy your schedule's got to be. Um, if, if you were to give just one solid piece of advice to an entrepreneur... Um, Jason, I just lost make, you. I'm sorry. Is that any better? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. If you were to give just one piece of advice to an entrepreneur who's either starting out or hasn't yet reached the level of success that you know they really should be reaching, um, what what would that one piece of advice be? It would be, and it's so clear to me, Jason, stop. You know, there was a master by the name of Gurdjieff, and Gurdjieff said, remember yourself. And so 
So I'm saying to every single one who's in earnest, I mean who truly is seriously a student of his or her life, who truly and earnestly wishes to create something of meaning, something with meaning, Viktor Frankl, something of meaning, stop and begin anew. And the dreaming room is exactly what I've invented for that person. And so when somebody starts the dreaming room and breaks free of everything they believe to be true, everything they've done, every path they believe they're on literally starts anew, meaning stops, something extraordinary is going to occur to them. That renewal of self, that discovery of self, is absolutely essential. If something stunning, I call it the Jobs effect, and we all know Steve Jobs. I call it the Jobs effect. I'm essentially saying you have to break free of your past to discover yourself, and you have to discover yourself to create a future. Otherwise, it just happens progressively by accident. Something more is called for in our lives. You get to do that. Oh, that's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Michael, thank you so, so very much for, for taking this time with me today. I, it, it means the world to me that you share your experience, your wisdom with myself and my listeners. Um, I, I don't know how else to thank you, but thank you. My pleasure, and thank you, and I look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely. Well, Take folks, care, Jason. that's all the time we... Take care, Michael. I'll talk to you soon. Well, folks, that's all the time we've got today. Thanks for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more information about private coaching or to see if you benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me at com or email me at jason at jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Take the time to be working on your business, not just in it. That's how you'll get yourself to the level that you truly belong at. I wish you massive success. Go get them. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.